Illegitimate Fresh and Fit Part 3. Alright, y'all, now that um, we are doing, we did a quick synopsis on uh, Fresh and Fit's um, how to and the rise and rise of popularity of Fresh and Fit and the rise of controversy of Fresh and Fit through the hypocrisies. We're going to be challenging a big, big key proportions of their ideas that they have regurgitated and recycled and stole from other content creators, um, from actual master game masters, you know, for like pickup artists and, um, you know, certified alpha males, a whole nine, alpha and male. basically made it into their own without giving other people credit for it. So we're going to challenge some of those ideals as we speak. Um, later on in this clip for the remainder of this episode here and we're gonna basically um tell a bunch of gents why um some of this stuff not every single one is illegitimate so again we're gonna focus on thinking we're gonna have to focus on um realistic stuff here we're gonna focus on um, straight practicality at this point so remember this there's theory there's practicality and there's always gonna be an error Always, be, always remember that it's not gonna be fully black and white as um, they've always been saying to the extreme and i'm gonna explain to y'all why and you know, all these certain um, claims that they have and uh, principles that uh, they claim to follow so buckle up all right y'all um gents here's one idea that fresh and fit um, basically has stated that is a bit contradictory here that i will be further discussing as to why it's um, basically illegitimate Basically, when it comes and this is this is basically when it comes to flaking um, on a date, you know what I mean. So we're looking at um, a clip um, from an article from Daily Mail um, where Myron Gaines here, um, when they had the old TikTok from Fresh and Fit, or basically previously from Unplugged at the time. Um, basically, we're saying about what to do when a girl flakes on you or when a girl reschedules a date. So, according to Myron, basically advises men on what they should do when they want to reschedule, um, claiming that it is extremely bad behavior that should never be rewarded. Um, you simply respond, and he quotes um, again. He says, you simply respond, hey, that's cool, but I'm not really a fan of flaky girls. If we go out, you're going to pay for drinks or dinner or whatever plans you guys had, said Myron. And he continues saying, with women, when they give you undesirable behavior, you need to punish it immediately so she knows it's not acceptable. He said, because if you take her back and take her on a date after she did some bullshit like that, she's going to think it's okay. Don't reinforce bad behavior with positive treatment. And then he ended his TikTok at that point. Now, I have issue with this. And, um... He's clearly wrong on that aspect. Now, if you're on a date, and I, I can tell you this from my actual personal experience, right? I've been flaked on before, and I had stuff rescheduled um, at the time. So I can tell you this from my personal experience on this. What Myron said is clearly wrong. Absolutely wrong. That's not the way you go about it, gents. All right? So when a woman says that she wants to reschedule, you know, that's fine. You know, if you had, had the date take as he came by and like see we schedule you about like 10, 15 minutes before or maybe half hour before, um, depending on how far um, the commute is and actually get to that date. And she reminds you probably went a day in advance. 
right? She reminds you that she's not going to be able to make it on that time. Can't we reschedule for another day? And your response would be like, hey, sure, that's no problem, not a big deal. And then you give her the opportunity to see, like, she'll give you an opportunity of when she'll be free on that day, whether it be on a day or whether it be on that week. And then you'll be able to set it accordingly. And you always make sure you get a confirmation from her to see, okay, that's the one that's one that we want to go to. And if she does not respond with an actual date or another confirmation at that point, all you got to do is ghost her ass and block her number. You ain't got to disrespect her. You ain't got to belittle her. You ain't got to be staying. I ain't tolerating no bad behavior from no one or whatsoever. Just quietly walk the fuck away. Say nothing. Listen to what she says. Read her text. And then ghost her ass and block her number. That's all you got to do. You know what I mean? And then she'll give herself an alternative where not she wants to do it. Or she'll just probably leave you astray. And because at that point, she's just not interested. Now, when Myron has everything misstated is when if she flakes completely and she responds for something like this, you're already at the date, already on time, already 15 minutes before saying on the way. And you confirm to her earlier that day saying, hey, are we still on for that day? And she says, yes. And the moment they actually come, she don't actually come in on time. And, you know, she comes in like around, she doesn't come in at time. And it's like around 15, 20 minutes later. And she gives you some BS excuse saying, oh, sorry, my phone died. Um, I kind of, uh, they never gave you a scheduling. I'm uh, watching the movie right now. Maybe contact me some other time. If she does that, she is flicking on you. She's just not interested. Ghost her ass, block her number. Don't give her no damn warning. And then that's it. You ain't got to say nothing. That's what you do. All right. I had a situation personally years ago where I scheduled a date with this chick up in the New York City area one time uh, where we were going out basically for like um, some dinner on the first date. Um, she seemed very interesting. She's like seemed very outgoing and everything and everything seemed okay. And I basically uh, scheduled a date for a Tuesday night, um, basically on my way back home from work, where we'd be able to have like, a quick meet, quick date, see what's going on, and see where things came on, see, see how things plan to work out. Yeah, like, you know, we exchanged numbers. Uh, she seemed like a very okay, sweet girl at the time. Um, she confirmed that she'll be able to try to make it um, on that day. And then when I actually got there and I checked with her to confirm, and she was like, ah, oh, sorry, I forgot about some things I got to be doing on a day. And she was like, maybe next time. Didn't hear no response. Didn't say no words. So I'm like, okay, I, I understand. I'm thinking to myself, all right, if she wants to act this way and be flaky. I, 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 I stay non-responsive. I keep my mouth shut. I see her again. I give her a glare. And I receive a text from her saying, oh, you didn't speak. And... You shouldn't speak because you don't see disrespecting you. She wasted your time. Why she wasted time actually trying to talk to her? You ain't got to disrespect her or belittle her and say, hey, you ain't sitting that. No. Just keep your mouth shut. Be quiet. Glare at her. Get your stuff and move the fuck on. Block her. Walk the fuck away. That's what you're supposed to do. All right? That, that's what you should be doing. When dealing with women that are that flaky because the reason why women will flake stuff like this is because they truly deeply insecure these aren't the types of women that you should not be wanting your environment anyway it just comes to show that they're not really built for the environment that you laid out for them they're not the right fit for you they are not an extension of your personality so you gotta let them go all right all right so gents um another ideal 
that um, Fresh and Fit, Myron and Fresh PCO basically keep regurgitating like every other week is basically how to actually get Leah on the first date and um, how to actually get your rocks off, you know what I'm saying, when um, dealing with women and all that stuff, when dealing with a woman on a date and things like get hot and heavy and things get a little bit crazy, you bring it down to your spot, right, excuse me, just had some food, I bring it down to your spot, Everyone, everything got chill, you bring on the couch, you get hot and heavy, you try to advance it to um, everything sexual, and all of a sudden she declines. Basically what Myron teaches um, all the male guests that are listening to the podcast is basically, okay, your date doesn't give you sex, um, you go outside, though, you go into another room, probably a different room, and call up another girl that you have that's on rotation, and have her come through to see if you get like another quick fuck in, right? And then, like, make sure that the woman hears you and all that and, and all those things. And then you bring her out and you actually tell her, hey, get yourself an Uber, get up out of my house, and then that's it. And it's going to uh, basically, like, give her a selfie saying, oh, I got to get the sex now and everything. And then, you know, you, that's how you get sex on command from women um, at all times, at any given moment. Gentlemen, this is not, not the way to go. This is not the type of advice that used to be following from Myron or Fresh at all when it comes to this. And the reason why I state that is because you could get hit with coercion. Okay? By doing that right in front of a woman around her vicinity, you're, you're basically coercing your date in order to force her to do something that, that she's not really fully comfortable doing. You know what I'm saying? That is coercion. It's clearly a criminal crime. It's literally a criminal crime if you try to do it up in Miami. You know, Miami Day Peter can hit you with coercion tactics. Um, they could try to get you um, for um, the Florida statutes under 760.20-760.37. Basically, saying the Florida law is saying it's unlawful to coerce, intimidate, threaten, or interfere with any person the exercise of or on account of her or his having exercise or on account of her or his having aided or encouraged any other person in the exercise of any right granted, right? That would be coercion, intimidation, those types of things. So again, I'm gonna try and give you what the definition of coercion is, right? Perpetrators of sexual violence and murder numerous forms of pressure and force over survivors, right? So basically um, coercion, uh, coercive methods, basically what coercion is, Okay, I'm going to try and get back to the definition here right now. The practice of persuading someone to do something by using force, manipulation, or threats. Right? So, examples when it comes to coercion. Positive persuasion. Right? Compliments. Making promises. Paying special attention to grooming. Quote, quote. Basically being quote, unquote, nice can be a powerful weapon. Be more difficult to distress or confront someone who is nice or pays special attention. And this way, a perpetrator exploits the myth that niceness cannot coexist with violence. You know, that basically, that's basically what Myron did with Simone. Uh, another example would be neutral tactics of persuasion. Um, example would be continuing requesting, nagging, or leading for sex. Right? You know, basically, actually, in like Myron states, when he actually gives you, he actually um, gives you all the false game. Saying you go to the next store and actually call another girl to come by and have her fuck you and all that stuff while the other girl hears it. Another example would be physical persuasion tactics. 
i.e. kissing and sexual touching, none without consent. Another be gaining access strategies, example be isolating the woman, using false pretenses to be alone with the woman, i.e. Another be negative verbal persuasion, example be threats to end the relationship and expressing dissatisfaction with the woman, swearing, withdrawing. Well, like, swearing, withdrawing, okay? The best way to handle something like this is they actually turn you down for sex, so you keep the momentum going and actually try and see you next time. If she did everything else right, you're welcome to actually be around her the next time, right? But if that's basically what you really want, you know, you have a rough, you have a full right to kick her out and actually let her be. You know what I'm saying? And continue going your life. Don't demean her. Don't disrespect her. Don't every ball cone to go around every city until she is completely gone. Because otherwise, she can, you can, she can hit you with that type of charge right there. And it won't be pretty. And it could be like, it could be, you could literally face time. If DAs or um, police charge you with coercion, it, it, it's not going to be a pretty sight. And that's something I just don't really want you guys to get and, and again, caught up under. You know what I'm saying? So please um, take note what I'm actually again, what I'm actually trying to warn you guys into and try to be careful and basically what goes on. Because, you know, a lot of them get to try to manipulate, especially if it's like a false charge somewhere. Just be mindful of that, you know. Like, if everything else is good, at least, and uh, she still treats you right, she still hasn't caused you problems, ain't nothing wrong with actually going on a second date and actually trying to actually advance it from there. Ain't nothing wrong with that, you know what I'm saying? Sex should be like a side effect, not like a top priority, you know what I mean? Just trying to try and keep it in the back of the mind, right? But if you want to try and do the hand and quit it, but off, leave it alone and go with some other women. Unbeknownst her knowledge that she does not know. Alright? So please um, be worried. Alright, gentlemen, another ideal that I have saved up from months ago is when Myron and uh, Fresh did the podcast um, where they basically talk about ideals about six things that a wife slash girlfriend must have. So what I'm going to, as I go along with these um, one by one, so those are 16 total. We're always remember. There's theory, there's practicality, and there's the error in between. Now, I'm going through all these things that they've stated in theory, in principle, but also understand practicality as well due to the fact that we're not going to go back um, to the old 1950s, 1960s with 1950s, 1960s way of living um, due to the fact that you're dealing with higher inflation um, due to the fact that everything's getting more expensive and you may need your partner to help put in the load and actually help contribute financially to the household also so due to the fact that everything's getting more expensive if you guys decide to have kids together if you decide to actually try to raise like a family and everything gets a little bit crazy depends on what state you're in you might need a name that you be able to trust that you feel could be do right by you, your kids, as well as you and the couple. You know what I'm saying? So those are things that could factor in there in a practical sense. So there's the error rate can vary. The practicality can vary when I once I read through this one by one. All right. So the first thing that Myron stated and Fresh actually obliged because he's a yes man. Number one, does she cook and clean unprompted? Basically, she's willing to do that, not by force. 
oh yeah that's that's definitely true i can definitely agree with that practicality that can definitely work um if she cleans like it doesn't have to be like every single day if like if she does like a full-time job you know it doesn't have to be every single day if you see she gets gas you know basically call up the name to actually make sure everything gets done but if she does clean you know if like the stuff gets messy or shit gets messy she can definitely do it willingly there's nothing wrong with that now number two does she shut up in front of your friends Practicality, yes, you know, when you guys are actually talking and playing video games, you know, does he basically give you the space, you know, where you be able to actually, like, have your hangouts and they're able to protect your peace and, you know, make sure all some of your stuff is maintained. I'm not saying that these the homie got to be hanging out with the friends and she's got to be hanging out with friends, like, every so often because, you know, once you're in a relationship, everything is minimalized. But at least he gives you the space where you'll be able to drive needed and vice versa, right? So... Number three, does he ask or do things on her leisure out of respect? Practicality, that's also true, right? You know, because he's actually showing that she does truly cares for you. You know what I mean? She basically understands that, you know, you guys are both a couple. You guys are both a team. You know, you guys are a ride or die squad that makes sure everything, like, lives and dies within the two of you, right? But willingly forego going out on girls' night trips. Practicality, nah, it doesn't always work that way. Depending on how often she goes, right? Depending on how often she goes out. Because um, basically there are some basic statistics which I, which I will pull up very soon. There's actual hardcore data that basically shows that like a lot of women... And a lot of men as well don't even have that much sexual partners to be bagging out over the years. And you will be seeing that later on, um, definitely in this episode when I challenge those ideals down the line. Now, girls night trips, they have like some close friends and they don't do anything reckless and they truly care about one another. And every time they may just try to party, actually try and get, get some air and get some fresh air or they want to try and spend some close time together. Every so now and then, there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe once a month, it's not even, not even a problem. You shouldn't be like too crazy and too concerned about your partner actually trying to do everything just so that she can get some space. Now, if you find out that she's actually cheating, you know what I'm saying, with somebody else, yes, you ghost her. You know what I'm saying? But if you're really that concerned about like your comings and your partner's comings and goings and her coming around and say, basically seeking, um, anything that she does like outside your vicinity and everything that's tight well yeah you you go out and you actually try to see any other woman just to try to exercise options porn cards you will you know based on the red pill philosophy you know women you know, it's like a woman actually gets piped down by one dude that's cheating whereas a man actually pipes down multiple women and all that that's not cheating you know what i'm saying unless he spent unless he spends his money on like some other women uh, basically on what they said which I fully disagree. That's like some full-on cap machine machine, regardless of what you do it on, regardless of like who you hit the partners on. Let's be fair. That one is illegitimate. Now, number five. Does he willing, willingly give you sex at any time you feel stress, regardless of how she feels? <laughs> In practicality, it could be true to a fault. Because she may be feeling in some type of mood, she may be on her period, or maybe she may be fully gassed from work, and mean she may not be able to willingly do it right now, and then that's fine. You know, worst case scenario, you can just go masturbate up in front of the bathroom, you should be good. 
know what I'm saying? But if you do take that route, are you going to be willing to give her sex anytime she feels stressed regardless of how you feel? That's the question that you got to think to yourself also. You know what I'm saying? And last but not least, six, does she give up her social media for you unless she monetizes her work other than modeling or OnlyFans, which involves a skill to sell? And I know they do the whole thing to make sure everything gets locked down. If that's the relationship you want to look at, that's fine. But practically, some other dudes may want to take that route as well. Ain't nothing where I post some stuff on social media as long as it's not all high, highly trifling and everything and you're not showing all your bare nudes. If you're showing yourself an OnlyFans or any porn site, that's definitely done. But if it's Instagram where you're actually just showing things that's based off your personality, you know, it's not even literally go that far. You know what I'm saying? You can't really assume that they actually turn on lessons unless you actually cast them actually hooking up with somebody. And once you cast them hooking them up, Dunzo, 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 so I do defer. Now, I do see some contradictions and some things that has um, that they have explained through the situation that Fresh and Myron um, went through. You know, Myron's out literally trying to bone her and actually claiming that they actually give her the world, but yet they're not following this, and then she's not following those types of fucking principles. From her Instagram account based on what they first well, obviously there's some hypocrisy there based on what they've been preaching. So why why in the fuck would you believe these two bozo ass revenge on their looking motherfuckers on some stuff that they are very shallow on that they do not have that much trial and error when it comes to this type of lifestyle when it comes to this type of space. Right? Explain to me why. Another ideal that um, Freston Vid strongly advises on is basically saying, um, don't get married. You know, because like a lot of modern, like a modern, a lot of women, modern times are going to basically be resentful. They're going to be more combative um, based on what they saw on the screen. If they're not willing to do the whole cooking and cleaning, not deleting the Instagram, the whole nine yards, they're not marriage material. Um, I defer, and that's not fully all the way true life due to the fact that it's not really um cookie cut it's not a one size fits all thing because every woman is completely different every marriage is different actually every um, relationship is different every value every mindset is different and when it all comes down to it and the day depending on where they are in the country where they are in the country where they're in like um urban areas um suburbia rural america you name it it can vary from place to place it is way way more complicated than you think when it comes to that when you actually go deep into the numbers they have a bunch of hardcore statistics um saying that you know college educated women are more likely to have long-lasting marriages um that basically took place around 2006 2010 which was like around over 10 years ago and we talk about current marital status by education um basically showing on the graph for instant family studies um shout out to boaz from the wrestling mail that has the general social survey from 1972 to 2016 showing that a college graduate is more than likely to be married than a uh, woman that does not have a college degree or people that do not have any college degrees according to the statistics this year take note i received the master's degree in applied mathematics statistics by the way I can analyze um, these graphs very, very well. You know what I'm saying? 
So rural America tends to have sex and married early in herbal America due to the hard proof. Shout out to Boaz from the Irrational Mail again. I have his book. So American women and men are less promiscuous than recent generations. Um, basically what they've been sowing in 1988 and 96. Um, zero to sex partner, 7%. One sex partner, 23%. And you see the pattern. Three to five sex partners around 23%. 6 to 12 is 20, 13 to 10 is 5, 21 plus sex partners is 4. Um, it's basically had like a big discussion depending on body count, which I will discuss in the next ideal. So, again, it is not as um, cookie cutter, uh, black and white thing you think it really is. So, let's go straight to um, body count here. Okay. Another ideal that Fresh and Fit mainly promotes and regurgitates over the period over the whole year, um, mainly, is due to the fact that body count heavily matters. Um, for men, basically, body count matters. Like the higher the body, the higher the knots count that you earn, the more attraction that you get from women. Um, basically, it's basically reverse linear um, when it comes to um, the opposite gender um, for women per se. The higher the knots count, right? The lower um, the attraction, the lower the pair of bonding that you would see um, based on a woman. That's not fully black and white. That's false to a point um, due to the fact that's not guaranteed. You may see men with higher knots counts that are sitting in pair bonding. And you can see women with higher knots counts that like their pair bonding hadn't really been affected at all. And also take note that Preston Fit has claims that are a lot of women that have like a lot of higher knots counts and basically aren't really parabond worthy due to the fact of like modern womanism and all that. Based on Boaz's claim from the irrational male that he found from the graph that is basically shown here that is hardcore statistics that is literally hard proof. And he quotes, this graph demonstrates the number of sex partners American women has had over the long period of time each decade represents a cohort as you can see most american women have never exceeded 10 partners over the course of a lifetime most american women again have never ever exceeded 10 partners over a course of a lifetime and they may may have sex hundreds of times but they may have may not have more than 10 partners for the majority of them a few may have greater than 10 you know they may be strictly for the streets which is easy to do but man most american women do not have that type of level of partners over their lives it is continuing to go down in the present day the modern generations which we know the modern women are basically doing the modern women today are less promiscuous the modern women today are less promiscuous there is no such thing as a cock carousel that Coach Craig Adams basically promotes and uh, Myra promotes, except for women who are in the top 5% of sexually active women. 5% of the 330% that they're basically um, claiming here, you're talking like around 15, 16 million women, right? Mainly from the major areas, some parts rural, the manosphere lies. And if you see, based on the graph here, if you're able to get the irrational male that's here up here, that's basically your graph that says trends in frequency of sexual activity and the number of sexual partners in the past year among U.S. women by age group 
Now, the first graphic we see here, basically titling women aged 18 to 24 years old with the proportion percentage sexual activity in the past year around, depending on uh, the race, we're gonna go with the most recent, right? Definitely most recent, 2016, 2018, around 20% say not at all, 10 says once or twice a year, 20% one three times a month, and then around 50% weekly or more on the proportion. Now, B basically says proportion of number of sex partners in the past year. 20% of women that actually partook in the survey says none. About 60% only had one at the time. 10% only had two. And over three, they had around 10, 15%. 25, 34 years old very small number basically not at all once or twice per year five percent one three times a month having the sexual activity over 20 percent and weekly more having the sexual activity close to 55 percent now number of sex partners in the past year at that age it lowers based on the pattern now you have one sexual partner at that time guaranteed two at that time right ain't really much and three not really much at all very small percentage frequency of sexual activity basically lowers with uh, 35 44 years old but still the vast majority of those women as they age still have the main sexual partners but they don't really have that much partners in the past year the percentage continues to get lower and lower and lower boas basically states overall in the 20 years from 1988 through 2006 2010 the percentage of teenage females who are sexually experienced declined significantly from 51% in 1988 to 43% in 2006 2010. This decline has been gradual and steady over these years from a long-term perspective. This significant long-term decline is a reversal from a period during which the percentage of teenagers who were sexually experienced was steadily increasing. American women and men are less sexually experienced than the boomers. For males, the lack of significant change in sexual experience from 2000 to 2006 2010 is a departure from a past trend of large and essentially significant declines in sexual experience before 2002. It declined 5 percentage points between 1988 and 1995 and 9 percentage points between 1995 and 2002. For never-made male-female teenagers within the Hispanic origin race groups not teens from 2002 to 2006 to 2010 and the percentage sexual experience was statistically significant. One exception among non-Hispanic black females, there were a substantial decrease in the percentage of sexually experienced um, from 57% to 2000 to 46% 2006 through 2010. Virtually all Hispanic origin race groups see significant long-term declines. 50% sexually experienced, and we're gonna scroll down. We have lifetime sex partners from 1910 to 1990. Um, basically, non-college men in 1980s has been basically the hottest there. And basically what it's saying is poor and unemployed men tend to be incels, whereas men like in the incel classes are very broke. Frank James. Both male and female teenagers younger age at first sex leads higher number of partners. If only because those who began having sex earlier have more time to accumulate partners, the superlease of sex lifetime partners in 2006 to 2010 is comparable to those found in 1988 and 1995. Now, if children, children are born to single mothers, according to Boaz, what he states, are not considered the same as children born to unmarried women that have partners. They're very different, right? So, 
Wage gap is just across the board regardless of education. Wage gap is just across sign commitment to the job. Wage gap is just respect for the woman single, married, and has no kid. Every stage is different in the industry, so but the wage gap exists, right? Poverty rate has gone down, basically, what we've seen. Um, basically, talking about marriage again, which I'll bring it back to the previous um, idea that they claim men and women are at least a bachelor about if you're lucky to marry by age 46. Now, at that time, all low levels of education women are more than lucky to marry than men. Probably the marriage increased for education among women, those not completely high school, less likely to marry compared with all higher education levels that they said. Now, the voice gap that they have, we know is basically very smaller. Marriage rate that they have that's calculated. And I'm just basically looking down here to be sure. Average divorce rate we know has gone down. That is quoted from adjusted divorce rate from women in the United States from 1970 to 2017. That is quoted from Swizer in 2018 based on statistics stuff. Now, probably that the first marriage breaks up within 10 years by race, ethnicity, and being family in the country based on the United States Census Bureau in 1995. Um, basically has shown that within all races, the people that are in higher income brackets are more likely to have stronger marriages than the ones that have low income, right? Now, the percentage of due marriage when it comes to child support as well, which has declined, Based on what has been shown according to the U.S. Census Bureau from 1994 to 2018, same year when poverty stats of families can parents dealing with recession and everything at the time, and you see it coming from the U.S. Census Bureau from 1993 to 2017, they have that as well, that is dropping as a recent, you have the employment status that they have there, and they have it in the Census Bureau as well, basically the fathers that have custody um, basically work full-time as well as the mothers basically working full-time based on the majority of the time um full-time and when you have custodial parents below poverty you know what i mean they don't even work full-time when it's below you know, they ain't work but they work part-time and they have a no legal agreement that's there right it is very very thorough it is very very deep custodial parents were supposed to be child support receive full amounts most of the basic percentage was um, joint physical legal custody. Again, that's from the U.S. Um, Census Bureau. You can definitely look that up. I'm basically going to try to scroll down. Man, so we make a big deal about divorce rate. Divorce rates has gone down. You know what I'm saying? Dating. <laughs> what I'm saying when it comes to dating here, I can continue to go on and on with this craziness here. Let me try to scroll down. Talking about dating exclusively when it comes to body count and fertility, right? Now, actually, when it comes to um, fertility, they come down here. We will definitely, this, actually, this is going to be part of body count as well, right? Because, you know, men want fertile rooms, according to Red Pill. We want, like, that loyal, um, purest woman that's in her 20s, basically. Now, that's what they actually um, are basically claiming, right? So, I'm looking at what he's saying. Because the birth rate for teenagers definitely went down. But I want to try and see the statistics based on the graph. Now, when it comes to live birth and general fertility rates, right? Given the final, when it comes to the actual number of actual uh, live births combined, they have decreased as well as the rate being decreased. Now, when it comes to um, fertility, 
Um, basically, you're talking about births and birth rates by AIDS and murder. There are basically 3 million 201 babies um, at a given rate in 2020 today. And the majority of the births that are basically given are the women that are of age 25 to 29, as well as 30 to 34. And they have one that's um, basically set for 45 to 54. That's the latest that they have um, the birth fertility rate that's actually been going down. So the manosphere is basically true on that to an extent because, you know, the more fertile they are within the younger, you know, the better the odds that you're going to have a healthy baby with, like, no um, pre-existing conditions or learning issues that come by with any um, that can conflict that. The 20 to 24, there's not much births there because a lot of women are still in college, right? That's from the U.S. Census Bureau of Biostatistics um, Surveillance Report. Total number of births and general fertility rates, basically from the source of the National Center for Health Statistics. The National Biostatistics System, natality, um, and the previous graph I saw is basically from that. You can look it up on Google. So total number of births that they have um, that have been shown on 2020, um, and they base that with the race of the origin. The majority of uh, kids born were white, um, basically just glossing down through there. And of the 72 million fathers in the United States, 66 million that have been or are currently married. Um, that's what they have been shown because they already have some father figures up in their life um, based on that. So it's basically a lot with like cohabitating. Um, my cousin and his girlfriend are currently cohabitating right now. All this stuff, man, this stuff is easily fucking the bumps. body count they have is very 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 low very very low right so when it comes to the wall and the smd they have as well when they actually quote when it comes to that body count in theory they have estimated reproductive value um that they have up in the graph you can actually get the irrational male book from amazon by boaz He'll be able to actually school all that stuff from there, right? So they have like a birth rate reproductive value. This stuff, this stuff is literally fucking insane. So the actual body count, the majority of women, okay, the majority of women in America overall have very low body counts under 10 in a lifetime. So I'm gonna leave it at that. Last but not least, um, with uh, one of Myron's quotes and ideals that they've been practicing is if you make a shit ton of money and you live in the first world country and you're able to afford anything that you want to do and you're a self-proclaimed high-value man out the man you should not have any room to be depressed whatsoever it should be impossible for you to be depressed because you got so much women on your plate you gain as much ass as you can due to the high-value status you got all these luxury cars and luxury yachts and luxury homes you know what I'm saying it is inexcusable you should not be depressed at all and they actually like spewed all that shit down to I am Skippy which is they got all heated up at the age of 44 and I understand the homeboy has his own issues as well but the way they handle that uh 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 you know what I'm saying 
easily had no be no room to be depressed whatsoever, Myron claims. And I'm here to tell you that that is clearly far from the truth. It is bullshit. Bullshit. You know what I'm saying? As a person living with autism, and as a person dealing with Asperger's syndrome who is at risk of dealing with anxiety and depression all the time, depression is way, 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 way more complex than you could ever think. You know what I'm saying? And that's where you're wrong on that. You know what I'm saying? You could have the most money. You could do all the stuff that you could you love to do. And then deep down, there could be that anxiety and depression with you that could still linger. Right? Now, money can make things a little bit easier to actually facilitate. You know, like, it's okay, like, um, the situation that you'll be able to try to numb the depression through therapy. You'll be able to have easier access to better doctors, um, better therapists, better better psychiatrists, better psychologists without any medicine possible. If the depression gets worse, you may need to actually go see your doctor, see what he thinks, and see the PCP and actually go see a referral. It's it's not as simple as you think, and then you got to worry about PTSD as well, that you do all that trauma that you live in your life, that your life can be at risk. Or something traumatic that could permanently affect you. Or your loved one that could definitely affect you dealing with a death of a loved one dealing with murder all around you that you didn't know that could stick you for like a long time that may not go away or you could get charged with something or you could be hit with a false rape charge and they hem your ass up for a number of years you get trapped and all the anxiety and depression literally starts lingering up within you and you basically fucked no matter how much money they actually have put up in there. And if any mistakes that come by, you make any reckless mistakes, that anxiety and depression that can seal in and you can get jarred for life. You know what I'm saying? So it's way, way greater than you think. And I've, I, I truly advise people, you know, to literally like go seek help as much as you can and seek therapy if um, you're dealing with these types of issues. And I will be um, actually... Um, discussing some in full detail i already had a recording um probably about a around a month or so ago um basically talking about depression which i will definitely post here on this episode as well um so that y'all be able to get like a full gist uh basically uh, what goes on when it comes to depression in full detail if you do need help give me your situation because obviously it's not a one-size-fits-all thing you know what i'm saying now off to the frank castle Oh, um, I forgot one more um, ideal that Fresh Fit mainly towns is it's the foot on the neck principle. Um, you have to make sure when you're in a serious relationship or if you're dating, you want to try and make sure you figuratively put um, the woman's foot, the date's foot on her neck figuratively to make sure that um, she abides by your standards or they're basically, basically in other words, what Myron's basically saying is, you have to put the fear of God in her, you know, in order for her to do what you say, that type of things in order for the relationship to work. Otherwise, she's going to automatically disrespect you. And um, unfortunately, that's not really fully the case. Um, if you come with the mindset of you got to try and put pressure, you got to try and instantly put the fear of God in her every single time because you fear that she's going to be doing something odd or she's probably going to be silly and disrespect you literally all the time. It just comes to show that you didn't thoroughly better properly. And also, if you gotta have that mindset of literally putting the foot in the neck literally figuratively, 
then why the fuck you still with her? Right? Why you still with her if you're that deeply insecure about what the heck she gonna do and not actually putting like that much trust you literally that forward, literally that forward. Instead of actually taking your time and vetting her, right? Vetting her as much as you can, give her as much space you need, just let her be calm. You do you, her do her. During like the whole um, feeling out stages, you have your own space. You let her do whatever she wants her own thing. If she still wants to commit to you during that time and she doesn't bother you, that's definitely a person that you should definitely consider because now like the trust could definitely be formed. All you gotta really do in a case like this is just sit down with your partner, talk about everything else, and see if you can try to come to a medium as long as you maintain the facilitator role. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be the one to make to actually make that final decision, actually factor out all of those opinions out there to see which is like the right move for you and your partner. That would be the best way to actually put on this. Not this whole hey, you gotta try and figure put on the put on put put a foot on her neck figuratively and make sure she gives sex on command. That's not gonna work. That's gonna cause some tension. That's gonna cause insecurity. Not even not not, not just within you, but it's gonna cause like a lot of tension, unnecessary stress within your partner. So I just want to try and lay that out there. All right, so um, the question that I want to know um, in the comics that you see Marvel comics, does Frank Castle from Marvel, the Punisher, actually punish women? besides men right and i found out from uh Cora here um that in the comics i uh, basically have um a respondent here from Cora saying that there's been a few times the punisher being the father who lost his children and wife has a special hatred for people who hurt abuse or kill children usually Excuse me. He kills people quickly and efficiently, unless he wants to torture them for information. But when people go after children, he has been known to take his time. Damn, seeing this picture of me here. And he quotes, but if you hit it hard enough, often enough, maybe 25 or 30 times, eventually you'll bend the frame. The woman in question is was called vera she is one of the ringleaders of a slave operation which was trafficking children as sex slaves when he cornered her in the office which had bulletproof glass castle decided to kill her by throwing her into the glass again and again and again that's a fire scene again in the picture above the male ringer who oversaw the whole operation fared no better. The Punisher set him on fire and filmed it as a warning to the others. In another comic, the Punisher confronted the married couple who were abusing their three children. The Punisher entered their house by implying he was law enforcement. He then took the parents to the basement and killed them. While the wife was shot and killed instantly, it was done so as to not alert the children upstairs. Punisher's thought in the captions showed that he wished he could make the parents suffer, but he had to kill him quietly. Yeah, baby, remember children. Captions on the next page read, someone should suffer, not just die. He also killed Manucci, 
one of the few survived long enough to be a recurring character by setting her house on fire and kicking her into it. She's missed her arms and legs because he dropped her in a pool of bear clothes before deciding house fires are more reliable than angry bears. However, often writers have shown a reluctance to show the Punisher killed women. When the five wives group was formed, made up of the widows and the mobsters, who the Punisher killed, they swore to kill him in revenge. However, rather than have the Punisher kill them, they were wiped out by Jane Cesar, the wife of another mobster who had her life destroyed by the five wives. The five wives meet, then he kills the wives with one of the Punisher's iconic shirts. On the whole, the Punisher is tougher, far tougher, on men than on women. He has shown a soft spot for women overall, but ultimately he punishes the criminals he finds, whether they are men or women. However, the demographics of organized crime being what they are, most of the people he kills are men. Hope this helps. Now, end quote. Now, in comes Myron Gaines' version of The Punisher. And I know a lot of women are basically going to be very pissed off by what I'm about to say because, you know, anytime you hear a word punish and women in the same sentence, I tell you, a lot of women will literally lose their minds. But this is the mindset that they are in when it comes to Frank Castle and punishing. And basically, what Myron does when, you know, The Punisher comes out and he goes with the term Frank Castle. He basically means he basically kicks any woman now for being disrespectful or he feels is being disrespectful uh, because unfortunately it's his podcast, um, it's his show as well as Fresh's show. They have the right to kick out anyone from Myron's apartment at any given time for any reason and that's the unfortunate part of the whole ordeal. Um, I have seen over the past year and a half based on what I'm watching all these clips, um, I have seen Myron kick out girls that he feels are basically being very disrespectful for the most part and he has kicked the dude that's like a wannabe alpha that's alpha like shit face and waste and he kicked them out but yet he never really kicked out Kodak Black really smoked weed on his table which Marlon doesn't allow any form of drugs that actually come on his table which he doesn't um, actually deal with and he literally disrespected him while they were talking by actually going on his phone and not even being filmed the whole conversation. And yet he didn't do shit to him. Like, what, 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 what's with this bitch-ass motherfucker? Why, why he kick, why, why he kick Kodak, Kodak Black out? Why he kick Kodak Black out for? You know what I'm saying? But the kick out's what he loves to do. Like, Myron loves to pounce. On any instant, trying to stir up some conflict or stir up tension or triggering any woman so that she can try and get like another kick out moment just for like viral views so that he'll be able to try to receive more clout showing that he's really alpha. But in real life, that's not how you, that's not how you, um, truly, um, thoroughly quote unquote Frank Castle them or truly punish them. You know what I'm saying? They ain't real punishment at all. All this is gonna like rile up um, a woman in retaliation based on like what she saw, and that could possibly potentially file up a civil lawsuit. You know what I'm saying? Some of those kickouts that I saw were basically unnecessary and uncalled for. You know what I'm saying? Even then, some of them who deserve to get kicked out should have been handled in like a more discreet, professional way, where mine instead should have actually pulled her to the side, talked to her privately, and said, "Hey." 
you can't be here no more the cameras can still roll behind the scenes but you gotta let her know comments saying hey you can't be here anymore you're going out of control get yourself a taxi get yourself an uber it's a done deal and that would have been it you know what i'm saying that easy would have been it but if you got like some women asking simple questions that they don't really fully understand and you know Mine keeps really fucking up the whole deal and trying to like literally antsy and trigger like the woman that she get them all riled up on camera. That is extremely uncommon for. That's not how you treat women in this way. You should not be talking to women in this types of manner saying, oh, yo, fuck this shit, get the fuck out. No, that's not how you do it at all. At all. And you know what's really crazy about this whole situation? Myron and Fresh never really commanded respect from the freaking room where they did the podcast at all. They never really done it. So technically, that's not really true punishment when they try to bring them out the door because the girls that they have on their show, many of them, if not all, never really cared about those two in the first place. They came for their own cloud to try and build up their personal brand on social media and OnlyFans. That's it. They don't really care about what them two have to offer given they show. Because they already got paid be like a middleman of the whole situation as you try to get themselves more exposure. That's all they doing. They don't really care about those two dudes that are hosting the podcast. Or the video coordinator Chris as well. They don't give a fuck about those three of them at all. You know what I'm saying? True punishment is when a woman thoroughly desires you. And you've done everything that you can to make sure you further stand out from the pack. And you see a lot of women fully desire you. You know what I'm saying? And if something goes wrong, if you if, if you notice that when a woman disrespects you at all, and you ghost her ass without warning from her life, you remove yourself outside her presence. You know what I'm saying? That she desires. She ends up getting very salty and losing her minds. That's a true Frank Castle right there. That's true discipline. That's true punishment. Not that fucking Frank Castle kick a girl out and on camera for a fucking bar moment just to show that he alpha. No, that's alpha not how you do this fucking pseudo alpha simp ass alpha That's not how you do shit like this. You know what I'm alpha saying? And I apologize to the ladies actually going on basically on this clip. In no way do I want to try to impede, like punish me in the man or anything like that. What I'm basically trying to explain is, you know, when a woman desires a quote unquote self proclaimed high value man, a true high value man, that's been deemed by the public and his peers for busting his ass off and she want to try and get him any way can to try and be in his presence and he removes himself from her life probably quietly if something goes on if he feels she disrespected her in any way or she disrespected her in the public and acted a fool you know no problem uh, let him have their fun and then when all the stuff comes to an end and then when push comes to shove and everyone goes their separate ways you don't even bother involving your life no more and he is gone he is out he ghosted completely that is a true frank castle right there not the one that Myron pointed out just want to try and um, make sure we get all that very clear so again based on what i'm explaining i don't want to try and put women in discipline in the same sense here based on what really went on um if there's any triggering based on that type of comment please forgive me for that but i want to actually show like this is not really the behavior that true opposite act the way that Myron and Fresh are doing things up in their podcast. The way Myron and Fresh are doing things up in their podcast. I'm letting y'all know right now. One more thing. When it comes to Frank Castle, right? 
if Freshman Fit pick like a, a, a literally like a, a percentage of women, you know, many of them are like low, 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 dirty trash women. Okay, a lot of them basically from OnlyFans. A few of them are very decent and like very high quality. Um, they have a female attorney that should come by on the show during the day, and they do have like some classy who do have some careers to do mall on the side. But a lot of women they have ever since INA was gone are literally the women that are very low quality and a woman that literally loved to fight. There was like a woman in the episode that had a gun literally hidden in a purse that she pulled out on DJ Academics over arguing over some BS. When Academics was literally losing his mind being passionate and getting super hyper emotional as well because all this crazy controversy and most notably there's been like another high level ratchet chick that's beyond hoochie mama material heavy right you know what i mean that knows tommy silver mario oh, well that has heavy beef and, and she ended up looking to whoop his ass on like a live podcast set on the youtube channel so if you you look into uh myron if myron and uh freshman ceo you look into frank castle chicks you know to get the views why would why in the fuck will you bring these types of women on to easily frank castle in the first place why do it you know what I'm saying? Why bring these types of women on instead of bringing like like well a lot more well-established women on that are way more attractive and actually do have like some careers that they have like there are a lot a lot more professor careers. It could be blue collar, it could be white collar. During the nighttime, they could bring us out like them being on like some OnlyFans models that y'all got. Why not bring them instead? Where they behave like where they get more than like behave a lot more than those women that you got in your fucking show. You know, because at least with those women that have professional jobs and who make like a shit ton of money, they're gonna be a lot more disciplined. And they're gonna behave very accordingly. You know what I'm saying? Compared to the women that you have up in the podcast, because I don't even understand why I even bring them, bring those women on in the first place. Oh, but then again, you know, you trying to fall in there, you trying to dominate a narrative towards the women that are very ditzy or very unaware of basically what they're getting into. <laughs> So be able to dominate and manipulate, fuel a narrative, and basically get your cult following to actually boost up. So you'll be able to make a lot of money off of people's bullshit, making a lot of money off of um, people's suffering with all the scam courses that you're selling. You know, doing the whole one size fits all BS. You know what I mean? I I, I, I can see why, because, you know, it just shows that, you know, Professor Cloudtation in the end of the day. I see it. Illegitimate, fresh and fit, part four, the conclusion, coming soon.